I'd like to invite you to check out a free resource that the Lifeway Kids team has put together for families to use at home during this time when churches are not meeting together. It's called Lifeway Kids at Home and Lifeway Preschool at Home. To access this free family content, go to digitalpass.lifeway.com. Any user that goes can log in or create an account for free and then access the Lifeway Kids or Lifeway Preschool at Home content on the main page of Digital Pass. You can find all this content and share it with as many families as you like during this season of staying at home at digitalpass.lifeway.com. Hey, listeners, welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. I'm your host, Chuck Peters, and I'm so glad to have you listening today. We are going to talk about an awesome thing, and that thing is books. Books are pretty awesome. And my guest today is Rachel Shaver. Hi, Rachel. Hello. From the Lifeway Books team. Yes. And you work primarily in kids' books. Primarily my background is in kids' books. And so books are something that you really like books. I do. Because otherwise, so like I, as a child... I really liked TV. <laughs> and so I decided I was going to have a career in television. And I did. I've done that. And it's great. So you must have loved books as a kid. I did. I loved reading. Did I would you... be the kid that stayed up late, lights out, but I would have a flashlight and get away with reading my favorite books. Which Okay. And so I did that too. I, and so that there's something about that like flashlight, like under the tent of your yes. blankets at night. So you were that reader? I was that reader. What kind of books were you reading then? Um, then this will age me. A bit, but Boxcar Children. Yeah. Um, Nancy Drew. Mm-hmm. And my kids still read those things. Yeah. I mean, my we just bought the Boxcar Children series for my son, who's in first grade. So he has started that. So much fun. We have in our house, we've always had like a history. Like we have a routine. We, we're people of routine in our household. I am not a person of routine. My, I'm more freeform. But my wife is very routine-oriented. You two would probably hit it off. And probably. so she's organized and she's on top of details and we like structure. And so we always had for our kids from the time they were itty bitty, bath time, jammy time, story time, bed. But a key part of that nightly routine was we always had stories. Yes. There was always reading of some kind where we're reading to them at first. And then over the course of time, they're reading to us and then they're reading on their own. It's just been part of our part of our routine. We have that routine too. Do you? Do we you have do. like a little phrase for it or how do you do We yours? we don't. We, it's just part of the bedtime routine. So Maybe I can encourage you to adapt. Oh, phrase. I will come up with a name now. <laughs> so So tell me about your routine at home. So we Well, have, first of all, you have kids. Tell us we what do. Kids. We have three ki- ki- we have three kids. I call them the toddler mafia. Oh, nice. Um <laughs> And any parent of toddlers know that that is a true feeling. What are their ages right they're, now? They're three, four, and seven. So my seven-year-old has not—he's aged out of that. So you toddler. got your hands full. Though. I do. We have our hands full. Um, they all love books. My husband also works in the book industry, so we have lots of books at our house, um, and our kids. Our kids usually gravitate toward the same ones. You know, we have mm-hmm. we have routines where we do. You know, after dinner, we kind of have this playtime. We settle down, pick up a book. That's the kind of indicator that bedtime's around the corner. But, you know, 
we love books too, so it extends out a little bit. But there are great things just about kids and books. Yes. So, the, if, or for families and books. So, as, as leaders within the church, our listeners have the opportunity to influence parents. And so, as we talk today about yeah. a love for books and about the benefit and value of books, especially in reading books that teach spiritual truth yes. to our kids. We have an opportunity to encourage parents to make this a part of their habit at home. And so as we talk about this, we're going to have a good time talking about our, our passions and interests. And we want to hear about your knowledge and expertise. But really for our listeners, listeners, I want to encourage you to take note of the things that Rachel has to say so that you can use her words as a way of encouraging moms and dads at home to make reading, especially reading books that teach us spiritual truth or teach us truths about the Lord, a part of their routine at home. Because we know a lot of parents don't feel equipped to have those spiritual conversations. And so we know moms and dads desire to point their kids to the Lord, but don't know how to start that conversation. And so books can be a great way for us to do that. Yeah. I think um, the most encouraging thing that I would say to parents um, or family ministry leaders as they're talking to parents is that you don't have to be a seminary graduate. You don't have to be a super theologian to teach your kid basic biblical truths. Mm -hmm. And so there are, luckily for us, we live in this world with publishers who are committed to providing resources to families to have those conversations and to start those conversations. And um, they're fun books too. So it's not when you think, I think, when you think basic biblical foundations and things, it it feels (laughs) very academic, but... That's not the case. There are a lot of um, really talented, fun authors who have come out with series in the past couple years, especially that make it fun for kids and that would compete what I would say with general market books. However, I think there's some things even in the general market, if your kids are reading series that their friends are reading at school, um, that's not necessarily a bad thing because our kids are going to have to learn how to live in this world. And those books can open those conversations up um, with families to say, okay, this book has this scenario happening in it. And that's something that you can then talk to your child about. It's a lesson moment where you're like, yeah, the world might say this about what's okay for us to live like or how we should live, but God says this. And even if mommy and daddy says something that God doesn't say is right, you need to listen to God first. My son and I have had that conversation already this year. um, And it's a certain thing that he experienced at school. And so, you know, those are just, you just have to look for those moments where that's not, yeah, there's a teachable moment. It's not, it's kind of scary as a parent to approach those, but it's really just a good conversation starter. So part of that is is being engaged with what our kids are reading yes. so that we know what content is going in. And so when they're little and when it's llama, llama, red pajama, right. we're right there with them. Yes. As they grow a little bit and they may take interest in other book series, we may need to stay actively involved in reading those books also. Yes. I would say it would probably shock some parents if you went and read some of the middle reader and young adult fiction that's on the market, um, we, we know, without getting too detailed, there's just a lot of family scenarios that are different than what the Bible might teach, yeah. um, relationship scenarios as far as attraction and every other thing. And your kids are getting exposed to that. And they're probably getting exposed to that a lot earlier than you think they are if yeah. they're in public schooling, um, even private schools. You know, they, they still have friends that live different lives than you do at home. And so um, we really do need to be engaged in the content, whether it's getting online and reading a review really quick. 
It is not hard to Google things. Another parent has posted something about it yes. already. So um, it's always wise to do that. And then finding safe series that you know and trust the authors. Um, if, if you know certain organizations are are endorsing it, then that probably helps you have a safe stamp on it where yes. you're not having to literally go read 70,000 words before your kids get a hold of it. But um, like I said, it's good to, to be aware because those things are teaching your kids. And so there, as parents, it's important for us to be aware. Many of our listeners are parents. All of our listeners, though, are influencing parents yes. and kids. And so we as church leaders have to stay in tune with what kids are reading these days, what is in the pop culture, so that we can advise parents whether this is appropriate or maybe if we should consider suggesting something different as an alternative. Uh, agreed. And just because even if... Um those kids don't ask their parents those questions, there's a high likelihood that that church ministry leader is going to get that question in Sunday school or in a small group somewhere. And we want to be prepared to give good answers, of course, with parents. But um, And those kids might be coming to church with a friend. Their parent might not be guiding them at home. So it's really important for us as church ministry leaders to stay in tune with all those things. Well, I think we generally have an awareness as parents and and ministry leaders about the influence of social media, the influence of movies, of TV shows, even of music. But we don't often talk about the influence of reading material. We really don't. And it's because that feels sort of like a sacred space. Sure, it's a book. You know, it's it's a book. It's great. You're supposed to read books. We all want our kids to read. We know the benefits of reading as far as just... And they're immense, right? For developmentally and socially. Exactly. Like, it's really important to have your kids read or to read to them if they can't read yet um, for lots of reasons. It does help them advance socially and their imagine their imaginations are um, proven to, yes. to be, you know, greater for kids that read or are read to a lot. But in that same vein, just be, anything good can be bad. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So it's sort of... Um, just being aware of the content. It's just kind of like you wouldn't let your kid just get on Netflix and find their show to watch without having some sort of limitation there. Yeah. Um, or YouTube would be another example. It's the same concept. So Even, it could be, go ahead. No, I was going to say, you go to the library, you still need to be there with your kid That's who's right. picking out Even a book. the library. Yep. So now you, but you've mentioned also that there are some, uh, some, some really good uh, books out there who are written by Christian authors and published by Christian publishers. Yes. Who, who are, pre-filtering some of those values for us. Yes, they and are. And actually beyond just not exposing children to bad negative content, counter-cultural content, but who are who are actually teaching spiritual truth and helping kids learn uh, learn things that are important big picture ideas about God and about themselves through the lens of biblical truth. Yes. So I I have so many series that I would love to talk about, and unfortunately we just don't have tons of time. But um, rattle a few off. Rattle, what yeah. are some recommendations so some fiction, for different age levels? Too? If I wanted my if my kids are voracious reader and they are just like super interested in reading fiction, I would say the Prince Warrior series from that, Priscilla Shire. We have Shire. read that at home with my boys, and it's great. It's excellent. Um, I think it keeps the attention of boys. It's action oriented enough to where boys will enjoy it, but girls also, there are heroines in there that also would make it um, 
really fun for girls and to read. And it has a little bit of like a, a Chronicles of Narnia yes, sort of Yes, kind feel. of a modern day Chronicles yeah. feel. Um, I think another one is Andrew Peterson has the Wing Feather Saga. Okay. Super fun. If you if your kids kind of like that Greek mythology sort of like feel, um, it has similar feel to that. It's like very allegorical. Yeah. So where some of the ties spiritually are a little harder to make, it's safe, it's fun, they're still there, they just might be a little harder to pick out. Yeah. Um, another one I would say, Art Rayner just released a series on money called the Secret Slide Money Club. My first grader ate them up. Really? He loved them. They're hilarious. He's, we've had Art on the podcast um, talking yeah, about that series, he, so that's great. They're, it's a great series for that early reader. So kids that are just learning to read, um, the books were actually created in a way to make it easy for them to read as far as the typesetting. Everything about those books was thought, you know, the kids were first and yeah, foremost cool. in mind. So I'd recommend that. They're funny, too. So it's not just beat you over the head with a with a Bible lesson. It's, yes. They're in there, but it's funny. We laughed a lot. Um there are so many toddler series that are great. So board books. Um, there's the One Big Story series from BNH. Uh, Harvest House is another publisher that has a Baby Believer series. Now, which on the One Big Story, there's uh-huh. at least a loose tie to the Gospel Project there is. for our listeners so, who use the Gospel Project. Yes. Yeah, so if you're using that at church, um, or your church is using that. That is a great way to continue some of those things at home. So I would say those are great recommended products. Um, And there are family devotionals. There's board books. There's Bible storybooks. There's kind of everything in that suite of products to to help um, parents at home, too. And have you you guys – I know you have some insight on Slugs and Bugs. Slugs and Bugs. Randall Good Game. Yes. Talk about fun. Those are super fun. I think if your kids like Dr. Seuss-type books or the Magic School Bus, that would sort of be in that same vein. There's a um, spiritual lesson that are contained within the books, but they're super fun. My kids love them. Um, All of my kids, so the three-year-old and the seven-year-old. Four-year-old too. They all have picked fun those and up. Funny fun and, and funny, kind of silly, but still have something to be gained yes. from reading. Um, and the artwork is really nostalgic. Like if you have read any of those Dr. Seuss or Magic School Bus books, you're gonna pick it up and feel like oh, you as know parents, it. Yes, you're gonna enjoy it too. You, yes, that's you one of enjoy the fun it. Things, it has right? fun rhyme. It's just yes. um, they're fun to read. So that's a great series. I think that um, even for teens. The Overcomer, the books that are tied to the Overcomer movies, I read both of them, the Teen Guy book mm-hmm. and the Teen Girl book, and it is a message that our kids need to hear. So I would say they're well-written. Um, Priscilla Shire wrote the the Teen Girl book. It's called Radiant, and the Kendrick brothers wrote Revealed, which is the, guy, the book mm-hmm. for teen guys, um, and it's about your identity in Christ. They're not too preachy. They're pretty relatable. I would say those are great books for teenagers. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's so many, and I think it's hard to just pick a few. Yes. Um, those are certainly some to get started, and there are, always, there are so many coming out for kids, which is great. So for that church leader, how might we go about, how might you recommend that, that, that we can maybe encourage parents along the lines of looking into some of these series? Yeah, I think... Um, Obviously, I would say Lifeway.com has a books page. If you just go to Lifeway.com slash books, and there's a children's tab, children's and teens, and you could click there. And we usually try to highlight 
the most recent series there. And there's some good, what we call backlist titles that are the older things that are a little bit more um, evergreen. And so you could find them there. Um, There's a lot of, a lot of great programs. um, I mean, there's, you can find anything if you search on the internet. So as um, a leader, but as a leader, it might be good for me to include some recommended readings, maybe in uh, either on a bulletin board or in a newsletter. I think if your church has a little bookstore, even a small church has recommended resources. I know our church has a recommended resources for parents and it's everything from parenting books all the way to these Bible story books that we've talked about. Um, to like continue those conversations at home or to give as a gift to the neighbor who might not go to church. Great idea. But books for kids are like little missionaries. No one's going to deny you giving another kid a book. So that's a great way to kind of like plant that seed in someone else's house who's maybe not a church attender. And a lot of the books that you've mentioned so far have been story type books, but they're also Bible story books. There are Bible story books. And I think that those are kind of the resource that fly under the radar um, for families because one, they're illustrated and we all know that it's a lot easier to get kids to sit down when there are pictures and pay more attention. But two, they're a little less intimidating. So I'm not trying to pick up and read Leviticus to my kid, but I am picking up a Bible story book that takes into account stories that help tell that overarching story of scripture, how we see Jesus in Genesis and um, helping helping kids just sort of get that from an earlier age. I feel like um, when I went to church as a young child, and I've churched my whole life, like super hardcore, every yeah, time the church yeah. was open, we were there. Um, I just felt like a bunch of different stories. And so I think Bible storybooks really help kids get that it's one story, like, and that yeah. they're a part of that, you know? So I think if I were, um, if I were a kid's ministry leader telling yeah. a parent, What's one thing your family should have? What's one book you should have? I would say pick a Bible storybook. And there are so many good ones. There's the It's All About Jesus Bible Storybook, which ties into the Gospel Project. Um, The Jesus Storybook Bible by Sally Lloyd-Jones is beautiful. It's really great um, narrative. And there are the Promises of God Bible Storybook from Jennifer Lyle. That one's a great one. And it talks about each of the promises that God made and how he fulfills them. So there's just a lot of ways where you can teach your kids those basic truths in a way that's a little less intimidating than picking up a full text Bible and just starting to read. Yeah, fantastic. Rachel, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I know me. that you are passionate about books I and am. about reading and, and that you get to work in that world every day. It's so cool. The other day, guys, I, I had the opportunity to go to Rachel's office really quickly. And when I walked in there, it's it's like a library. Like the wall is covered with bookshelves and it's covered with books. And for a moment, I was a little surprised. I'm like, well, your office is really homey. And she's like, well, this is my world. I live this in This is my books. world. They, yes, I have lots of books. It's fun to see inside people's lives and inside their hearts. So Rachel, thank you for sharing your passion with our listeners. Thank you for having me. This is fun. And thank you for being here. Listeners, thank you for listening. As always, we'll be back another time. So make sure you dig back through the archives and listen to other cool episodes like this one. But come back next week for a new episode every Thursday. We're here. So come on back and check out another episode next time the Kids Ministry 101 Podcast.